0: This is the In Demand podcast.
1: This is In Demand. I'm Alex James. Tonight, welcoming back Rita Aura to the show.
2: Hey,
1: how are you?
2: I'm good. I'm excited.
1: It's release week on album. Ooh, it's
2: the release day today. It is officially Aura day.
1: Uh, congratulations <laughs> on the number one again. Oh, thank you. Nailing it. Just kind of like every single time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, what can I say? I've got the best fans in the world, man. No, but I genuinely do. I've got amazing fans that really are fans of music and, uh, you know, they go out and they support what they believe in, just like me. So, thank you. Do you get a
1: gift from people like maybe Jay-Z every time you get a number one? <laughs> um, Does he congratulate I you wish. personally?
2: No, I wish. No, it's just literally, you know, a few words saying, well done, let's do it again. <laughs> I love
1: <that. laughs> Maintaining the motivation. You no, know,
2: it's just always... No, but the great thing about, I think, Rock Nation and just Jay and just the whole movement in itself is that they're known for this you know i can't believe i'm just part of the legacy and they're known and they know what they're doing you know got no no breaks we don't need any breaks keep no it coming way. keep it coming
1: you can sleep when you're dead
2: ah um
1: <laughs> but we don't want you dead <laughs>
2: all right i'm joking
1: <laughs> okay so the album is here we have it in our hands and everything this is cool i know we've waited so long for it and we're gonna play three tracks from that's it tonight. The noise,
2: sorry, I just I just knocked the CD, so that's fine. People can know that. Don't really break hard. it,
1: though. Okay. And um, we're gonna play the first track from it that we're gonna play is "Radioactive," um, yes. which is well, explain what it is.
2: "Radioactive." Oh, this is the first time I'm gonna hear it on radio. "Radioactive" is one of my favourite songs on the album. I uh, wrote it with a wonderful lady. Her name is Sia. You may have heard of her through Titanium with Getter and a few other amazing songs she's done. So we wrote this song and we thought that the radio needed something to shake, to get sh- shaken up with. So we thought, why not name the song Radioactive? And it was, it's literally just a very good feel, euphoric feel good track. So uh, I hope you like it.
1: Go ahead and introduce it.
2: Hey, this is Rita Ora and this is a track off my album called Radioactive the
0: in demand podcast
1: this is in demand tonight with rita or on the show uh playing tracks from a brand new album that's out
0: this
3: week
1: Ugh. uh go and download it or buy it um Let's talk about X Factor before we get to the next track. Because we've seen you on it now. (laughs)
3: Yes,
2: yes. I made my little debut. Yeah, that was Saturday (laughs) night
1: and we've never really spoken about that.
2: Interesting. It was amazing. It was inspirational. It was one of those moments I don't think I'll ever forget because I never thought I'd be in that position, you know, and to be sitting next to such great talent and basically giving help is really kind of, you know, I'm kind of honoured. I'm very honoured to be sitting there, but... You know, I wanted people to know that I'm young and I wasn't sitting there to kind of point the finger at no one. Because tell you the truth, I'm putting my hands up to them. When you're performing and auditioning in front of four powerful people and a crowd and you've never done it before, that's better than what I've done. You know, that's like bigger, that's more braver than, you know, when I started out. So I remember that and, you know, I was just there to help. It was fun. It was amazing.
1: And you said on the show that what you wanted to see from people was that first impression that they made.
2: Yeah, that's it. I mean, all I know, I just know what happens when you leave an impression on someone.
1: Do you remember your the, the best first impression you ever made?
2: <laughs> yes. Well, when I went to New York to meet Jay, I knew that this was the only, maybe, maybe the only chance I'll ever be in the same room as him. And I just walked in there and I just really wanted him to hear my music. And even though I sent it to him, I wanted him to hear it live. And it wasn't organised. I had no guitar and I just literally sang it.
1: So it was a bit like an X Factor audition.
2: But, yes, but it wasn't like he was waiting for me to sing it. He's not, it wasn't a planned thing. I just started singing.
1: What did he say straight away afterwards?
2: He just went, all right, all right, kid, <laughs> all right. It was, it was definitely a moment. I will never forget it.
1: The best first impression you ever made. <laughs> all right, let's go for another track from the album. This is Rock The Life, which seems appropriate at this point. Exactly. Tell us about it.
2: Rock The Life was basically a song I wrote with The Dream who is an amazing songwriter and artist and we were in vegas and you know how vegas is what happens in vegas stays in vegas no it was just a great vibe and everything seemed really kind of uplifting and rock the life was like you know you only have one life you might as well rock it to your fullest advantage so we went and recorded this song
1: introduce
2: this is rock the life the in demand podcast
1: this is InDemand tonight with Rita Ora. We're about to bid you farewell pretty soon. Uh, we've got one more track to play from the album. What are you hoping that people get when they download it? They've heard the singles so far. Yeah, they're going to get more than just the singles because it's a different sound as the album goes through. Mm-hmm. What are you? Tra- what kind of impression are you trying to make on your debut?
2: Oh well, this was the thing because me making my album was always one of those what do i want people to go away with this album is just the bit for everybody it's got so many different inspirations in there and you get to hear what i grew up loving and listening which was music from all different parts of the world and you know from kind of no doubt to my 90s love of hip-hop to you know pop music to jazz music to kind of soul music and i just love music and every track represents something in itself and uh you know it's really important to me that people enjoy this record and smile, and I love the fact that I can make someone smile for three minutes. So, that's all I want to do.
1: There's a track on there with Will I Am. Yes. There's a track on there with J Cole as yes. well, and of course we've got Tiny too.
2: Of course.
1: Have you started creating your wish list for collaborations on album number two yet?
2: <laughs> yeah. Do you know what the funny thing is? I want to start recording in December. What? Uh huh. I want to start recording in December. So, um, there's a few kind of songwriting ideas that I've been thinking of, and I'm going to definitely just. Do another album. Yeah, of course.
1: This is going to go to number one this
2: album. <laughs> I hope so. Without a <laughs> doubt.
1: Um, the video for Rock the Life, we understand, will be live soon.
2: That's right. Yes, me and my boy, Connor, who's been filming everything.
1: And that's gonna, that could be an American single. Rock the Life? Yeah.
2: Could be, yeah, yeah.
1: But we understand that single number three, officially, yeah. although it would be kind of number four. <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's really confusing. confusing yeah. Because um, the DJ Fresh track is on here as well, which is good. Um, we'll be Shine Your Light
2: yes yes shine your light the reason why i want to release that as a single is because it's something that i think my fans haven't wouldn't expect me to release it's definitely different from how we do and it's definitely different for r.i.p and hot right now it's one of those tracks where um you know it's more serious it's honest and it's a, a bit of reggae influence but it's just a very mid-tempo honest tone and uh it's about kind of you shining your own light, finding it and expressing yourself. So I thought it was very convenient.
1: Introduce.
2: This is my song, Shine Your Light.
1: Rita, always a pleasure. Thank you.
2: Thank you so much. This is the In Demand
0: podcast.
1: This is In Demand. I'm Alex James. welcoming Danny and Mark from the script to the show. Hi, oh, right Alex guys. James. How Good how to be on? back, man. Good to be back. Good to see you. It's been two years. It's been
4: two years since you looked at me. Yeah. yeah. 12 yeah. days That's and like... told me that I'm ugly
1: whatever the song is welcome back everyone all right yeah, yeah all really good, good man, man. tell yeah. us where glenn is before we get on
4: he's
5: uh glenn was on holidays currently just landed at home today so he's uh, we, we get to meet him tomorrow in dublin so he's been on holiday whilst you're doing all the work yeah exactly Damn exactly rice. that's that's yeah. where glenn it always is around is. Here, yeah. does it where's he been uh, he went to New York for a couple of days actually yeah, just catching up on his tweets I didn't really ask him <laughs>
1: He
6: went, he went the, to drunk school or uh, d- d-
1: drunk
5: school He went, drunk 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 school. Yeah, yeah. went drum school That was after pub exams so. was, <laughs> yeah, Let's all school. go to drunk
4: school well, He, that went, like a he went to drum play. school Yeah. Okay. He kept turning up late that was time it was terrible he's,
5: Oh
1: brilliant Right you ready to be in demand tonight? Yeah, yeah big time Indeed this is In demand with the script on the show tonight, right? Let's start with a simple question for you, mm-hmm. okay. which has been bugging me for a few weeks. What is a
4: colour?
5: Is it hashtag three, number three, or just three? Uh, we, we called it originally hashtag three because of our love for the internet and the fact that we, we were really uh, users of uh, Twitter, Facebook, everything else. So we called it the hashtag three, but actually in the physical world, people are looking at it and calling it number three because of the symbol before it, which is in fact a hashtag, so...
1: Well, kids these days don't know that that no, also means a number. Yeah, I know. That's why think I think it's is, that's what I think
5: is crazy. So you learn something it, so. as well. Yeah. So it's mm. trending right now, people. It's trending right now. It's constantly
1: <laughs> trending. The second you guys appear on Twitter in any way, shape or yeah, form. it's just like trend. Straight yeah. to the top. It's crazy, huh? yeah. So the fans are just staying loyal. They've been waiting for this yeah. moment for a long time.
4: It's probably as much as we have, you know, in a way... Um you know, we just didn't want to let our fans down because we've built up such a great rapport. And it's like, you're on your third album now. You know, you're gonna start taking time off or take your eye off the ball, but um, but we really feel we've even we're even more focused and more ready than we were in the past two albums as well. So, um, I think it's a good time to um to to just tune into the script right now. You know,
1: where did the album fall in the gap between you starting the voice and finishing the voice? It
4: right in the middle of it all. It was awesome. Really? It was all time, I swear yeah, to God, yeah. I was. Yeah. I was. I mean, the lads were. Uh, were doing probably 24 hour days is literally we were getting you know not that much sleep at all and uh, I was I mean I was doing the voice until 6 o'clock coming in the studio until whatever 2, 3 in the morning getting up 9 o'clock next morning straight back in again so um, I mean it's not like anybody else's different job but when you're you know when yeah. you're in a rock band it's one thing trying to get you up in the morning but consistently for like 8 weeks yeah. really tough so um, you know over the course of it we, we had some songs done um, before we went into the voice but we really started to shape it when we were on uh, the voice just constantly thinking the lyrics mm. Constantly thinking the melodies Just hacking away at it Yeah And also you had I mean The singers that were on the show Were some of the best singers I've ever heard Like really really strong singers So it was always like You have to up your game Then you go into the studio afterwards And be like Well at least it has to be better than yeah, them Or it has yeah. to be this and that Yeah So it was it was very very inspiring
1: Different kind of thing for any of you guys to do was take that risk of being on the show. Yeah, yeah oh, of yeah, course. Yeah, you never
4: know what way, you know, because, I mean, you know we're on radio right now, so no one can really tell what I am looking like, you know what I mean? That, taking I, I don't zero. have pants on. I don't have pants on. I'm like a food all <laughs> over my face. But when you're <laughs> on television, that's kind of, you know, that stuff is very apparent. And if you're anywhere near shape, anywhere, like, you know, if you're a... Uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, ugly. No, <laughs> a if you're ugly. an idiot. No, if you're an idiot is the perfect place for you to be found out. Well, the irony so, of
1: a show like that is that the coaches are going to get judged just as much as the competitors it, it is. Oh, yeah.
4: And that's, well, that, I think that is part of it. And I think if you, um, if you are, what's the word, like if, if you're, you know, if you're a see-through as a band, if you don't care what people think, we don't, you know, um, because we're there for the music. And I think, yeah. that, I think that came across. I wasn't trying to be me or trying to be the next Simon Cowell or anything. I was just trying to be me. I think I did a bang-up job. <laughs> How do you feel now...
1: Looking back on it, because obviously you've had time to reflect on that yeah, yeah. experience and obviously the boys supported you through it all. Yeah, and, of course. And you were still working at that point as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. What have you taken away from it personally?
4: Um, I've taken... I've taken away a lot because, you know, for us being on television shows, it was a whole different thing because normally it's like you have to sing and there's a whole like nervous energy around a television show because you're there to perform. So for once I actually got to not perform, which was, I thought was quite interesting just there get paid to talk. I'm like, this yeah. is bloody easy. Amazing. Normally I have to actually work to do this. But um, now, what I took away from it was um, was mainly the lessons that all the other coaches were teaching their uh, contestants as well. Because, you know, every uh, verbally everything that they were given or every piece of advice, I was just listening and kind of taking it on board as well. Yeah.
1: The benefits as well, apparently you sold hundred thousand more albums during your time on the show—is that, right, that yeah. true? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's pretty good an, for PRS. It, 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 yeah. You know it's
4: what? It, that's on I mean, a, really a released good. album. That, if a new artist came out and sold that record, they'd be like, "Oh my god, they'd be held as the next." We didn't even do yeah. that many albums first time. no is they existing in stock? Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Yes. yeah, it is good. It's yeah, really yeah.
5: good, and obviously, obviously, this, it's a smart move on our behalf to kind of choose to do these things because there is a massive word after the word music, which is business, and it's bigger yeah. than the word music sometimes. And what we had done up until that point, we we kind of. A faceless band, we tended to shy away from the press to our detriment because everybody just became. I know the songs, but I have no clue who these boys are. Yeah. So we felt as a band, myself and Glenn don't really and never really wanted to be forefront like that, but we felt to push our lead singer out there. By both hands and feet, to do it would be a good thing for the band. It would really help. So as you see, sales show that it does help. And yeah. now that we're going around the country, more and more people are coming out of the woodwork to say hello to us, and it still yeah. feels relevant, which is great. You know?
4: <clears throat> yeah, the press were like, "Oh, you're just on the show to sell records. You know, you have to sell. You know, you have to sell over a hundred thousand records. Was like, I didn't." But now I'm doing the show, and that's a great reason to be on the show. <laughs> and I remember I sort didn't of, know that, and it wasn't a reason. But maybe it will be next time. When you were first
1: named as being on the lineup, Danny, there was that kind of conversation you had to have with people who didn't yeah, understand yeah. how successful the script are. Yeah, yeah. But I said, well, th- these guys have sold many. And I know and you were defending. I know you were defending me. <laughs> I was I know defending you. Were man. It was that uh, kind of thing because there was much talk about whether it was going to be Will Young or you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people thought because Will had lived that experience himself that he would be appropriate for a show. Yeah, which, like
5: and which is fair enough. It is fair enough, but. I think for that show they really needed something from an artist that is out there hard slogging touring and doing it that sort of way Uh, no, no disrespect but Will came off a TV show we are out there every single day from pub Tours all the way Weddings, up. Weddings, bar to mitzvahs. Yeah. Yeah. you You do it yeah. all, and and I think it, they have the corner covered with with other artists when it comes to the marketing sort of things. On the as mentors, but they needed somebody that can pick up an instrument and just play, you know, and understand what it's like to do that night by night. And I think that's what he brought to the table, and, and it was good for the contestants to have that choice amongst the met, uh, mentors to go. Well, I want to be with the guy who does that because that's the kind if of career did, if I, I yeah. on it, a lot of people weren't really
4: had keen to in a band. Yeah. yeah you wouldn't have I'm not saying I add any more credibility to it, but without a band on there you're kind of dead in the water it's really a, yeah. you and
5: a, and there's there's a mad decision as well because there's not a lot of sp- airspace out there and particularly in top 40 radio for bands like us there just isn't so when we are getting a bit of limelight and we are getting a bit of attention I think it's important for us to really focus on our, side of, our yeah. side of the industry because we're trying to encourage more and more bands and more and more people to pick up instruments to get out there so for us it was a really good thing to do you know.
1: so truthfully if you'd not had that experience with Will I Am would he have been on Hall of Fame or not? no, no, no he wouldn't without have. a no. shadow of
4: a doubt there's no yeah. way Because you know our, our paths have crossed in the past but only like hey how are you and that's it you know it's only Mm. when you're you're almost kind of like you know you're galvanised by outside forces that you kind of go wow this is we're all just hanging out uh, out, you know in between lunch breaks and stuff like that and obviously conversations get started and you start to get to know them on a real intimate level you know Jesse, Tom, everybody you never would have guessed that you kind of like you know the the things that they do you know what I mean like all the kind of small character traits uh, because you're around them so long so um, no nah, I don't think we would have done Hall of Fame or anywhere near I mean the song was the song without yeah Will. we had
5: written this song about 6 months ago so that was already written but it was the fact that Will heard Danny rehearsing it and playing it uh, at the uh, set of the voice that did it come about organically like that? Uh, he just shoehorns himself in everything. He's good he? though, but you yeah. know, <laughs> normally he uh, normally he produces the song himself. So it was a real treat for us to get to produce a song and have him on it this time. The yeah. guy he
4: produces, Michael Jackson stuff, we produced him. But nice. know, in a way, like that's, count- yeah. <laughs> that's how I'm billing it in my head. <laughs> I like you know? that. Yeah. I'll be tuning yeah. on that when I'm sixty years old, sitting under where I go. You're doing him I a favour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I produced Michael Jackson's producer. Well, we yeah. don't yeah, need you. Like... You
1: need us. Loads more to talk about. Guys, introduce the brand new single for us now.
4: Hey, this is the script. This is our brand new single called Will I Am featuring Hall of Fame. <laughs> Joke, this is Hall of Fame featuring Will I Am.
1: This is In the Man Tonight with the script still on the show. And um, before we let you guys go, I have a flavor. Yes. of the album here. Oh, no, you do. Have you you sniffed four it four or had a lick. Yeah. Thank you very much to Lee, <laughs> uh, you main man for for giving me this. Let's talk through a couple of tracks that I've heard on this, right? Uh, which are brilliant as well as Hall of Fame. So, six degrees of separation. Yeah, tell us a bit about that.
5: It's uh, we we kind of took a uh, we thought it was a cool idea because most people would think of six degrees of separation, meaning you're six people away from each other. The iron, irony of that is that we we thought it was kind of cool to talk about it in a bit of a different way and take a leave from probably the the twelve step step program from AA, which we would be. <laughs> (laughs) really familiar with too, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, and and apply it to actually the 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 six steps it it takes to actually try to get over somebody Um, what not a lot of people know through the voice was Danny was actually going through a massive breakup so it was at that moment did that song kind of come alive and become really relevant to that story and what was going on. Uh, it's it's a cool it's a cool song. I think it's really great.
1: You were going through that process whilst the show was yeah, filming, or did yeah. that happen? At the end? Right in the middle like, of it. Like yeah,
4: yeah it was like mm-hmm. we we talked about it before, It was maybe a few weeks, two weeks beforehand. Um, then it obviously became apparent. Um, you know, literally first week I was like it's not going to work. So you know, yeah. it was just one of those things. You know, works out, works or doesn't work out. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, with every kind of thing that doesn't work out with the script a song we'll write about it <laughs> something be careful, good well, yeah, be careful what you there's, do there's, on it. you know balance is restored you know and I you become heart the broken right? but you know go kind of straight go straight into, um, into pad and you piece you instantly
1: become the most eligible man in the UK I think yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. nice yeah. one yeah, let's, let's spin
4: that yarn <laughs> if you could see me now
1: not yeah. just looking at me yeah. what's yeah. that about uh, <laughs> that well, <laughs> the song have you listened to
4: like that song is it's a subject that we've as a band we've always kind of steered clear of it you know um. Mark lost his, his father when he was very, very young um, and his mother later on in, in life. Um, around the same time, I lost my father. Um, you know, on the first album, we had talked and we kind of skirt, like we were on the outskirts of the idea of dealing with the subject because music for us has always been a punching bag um, that we just take our emotions out on. No matter what way you feel, there can be a melody or a word to sum it up. And then you say it over and over and over again, try and cure yourself. And this was no different. There definitely been something building up in me. You know, I don't think I dealt with my. Father's passing away very well. I went straight back into working again. Yeah, it's so some. It's a. It is a. It's a blessing and a curse. Um, but I felt something coming back up and out. And I think Mark must have sensed that at the time because he came in the studio with um with some whiskeys and we eat. it was during the daytime as well like three or four in the day and he's like let's just drink get the whiskeys really out good. like you know because it well whiskey brings mm. you down to a certain killer it brings your brain down to a certain place that allows you that's why like gin and tonic is you know they say it's
1: mother's ruin yeah yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. but also people who want to you know feel emotional would drink that to Cry feel sad drink. because mm. it brings yeah. you down to that level so whiskey has a similar effect um, which is what a lot of rock and roll singers would drink whiskey go in the studio because it brings you down to this level and uh you know, we wrote two verses. We just, we it might sound like I'm rapping or think that I'm rapping, but I'm, it's spoken word, and there's a, there's a difference. Um, I wouldn't be able to sing the words, so I had to. There's talk. too many thoughts you that know, we had
5: because we never dealt with that issue that we were going to deal with at this time. So we just we figured, let's rinse it for what it's worth because. Obviously, it's time for us to deal with this issue, so we just hit ahead on. Yeah. He went in one corner of the room. I went in the other corner, and we just like, we just
4: went through like verses, like line for line, word for word, almost sparring. Oh yeah, you feel that way about your dad? Well, this is what I feel about mine, Brian. You know, it just came up with this magic song. I've seen, I've seen artists do it on their albums, and feel so proud for them to be able to reach that emotional depth. But, but I've, I don't. I've never ever heard two artists, you know, articulately explaining. How they feel, you know. He's now he never opened up to me about his dad. So to do it in a song and and it's there for all of the world to see, extraordinary.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: And a difficult was, thing as well, because James Morrison did a, s- a similar thing on his last right, album, right. which was all about his dad passing away, pretty well, much 90% of the album yeah, was yeah. stemmed from that experience. Yeah, I think he lost yeah. his dad quite recently as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and through alcohol as well, that's yeah. why he lost his dad too. But the difficult thing is not only making that music, but actually having to come into situations like this, yeah. and then having to explain oh, what yeah, something yeah. like that means.
5: It, it's a weird, no, I, I've even, I've said to the boys, I, I'm normally very, very headstrong, because again, we produce and write everything, I'm very headstrong on the music, and very headstrong on what I think think should be singles and not should be, you know whatever way it goes I'm normally headstrong and everything but that song I cannot make a decision on I just have to go it's up to you I'm just yeah. not qualified it's one of those songs that we've rinsed our emotions dry on I just I'm not qualified to, to even say it's a good song or not if you know what I mean it's just a page from a diary heart on the sleeve, get out there yeah. as a single yeah. at some point it's and people will appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah maybe, time. maybe they will.
4: Uh, t- all the time, you know. I mean, or did shit
5: all over you, you know. <laughs> this, is the, this is what happens. Either you expose yeah, you yourself your and then and on you. That's
1: true <laughs> as well. Guys, it's been a pleasure <laughs> seeing <laughs> you again. Thank you very much. Yeah, good Best of luck with you, the man. single and the album and we'll see you again soon. I Take care. Thank you very much.
0: The In Demand Podcast. This is In the
1: Man tonight with Phaser on the show. Right, lots to talk about. Yes. Usually, when you've been here before, you've been sandwiched in the middle of two others. (laughs) Before we talk about your solo stuff and what life is like uh, with Phaser on your own, let's just go through the rest of the lineup. Yeah. And get your thoughts on them because they've been through these doors quite a lot on their own. I know. This is your first time, so let's talk about about Dappy
6: (laughs) and No Regrets, which of course you had a part in. Yes, I did. I did. um, I co-produced and co-wrote that with Dappy. Thank you to all the fans that went and bought it and helped it go to number one. It was a great success and a lovely record, yeah. How did you feel about Tarzan 2? I, I thought it was an amazing record, man. To be honest, if you hear it lyrically and vocally and what the guy's done to it and how he executed the record, it was a great record. You know, the response back from me is very controversial in itself, you know, and you've it got, it got the wrong end of the stick for it, you know. But um, where did I stand? I was just like, I'm staying out of this. <laughs> I'm just going to stay in my own lane for now. I'm not going to try and get caught up in any of this. And then we just keep moving forward, man. It's a difficult thing to stay out of, though, because you're such an in- integral part of that. Do you know outline. what I mean? It's like, I just want to start tweeting people. I want to start telling people, hey, listen, are you mad? Like, Have you seen what? Come on, come on. Use your ears, not your eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, But yeah, it's, it's emotional, but I, I try and stay out of it as much as possible. Man, <laughs> sometimes that's hard though. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. And the female boss herself, you he must be proud, yeah, man. Um, especially after everything that happened, you know, like she came out of it amazing. Then we done the um record as well, Young Together, which was a huge success. Thank yeah, you, to everyone that went and bought it, it was the biggest selling single of the year and stuff like that. So, yeah, man, it's kind of just proud right now, man. Just really proud of the team members and how they're doing. But now it's all about you, so yeah. Um, to be honest with you, coming out at the back of end I, was, I just didn't know what I was going to do to be honest with you I was thinking oh, am I going to do <sighs> songs for computer games, am I going to do stuff for TV adverts and or am I going to predominantly just make records for other artists, you know what I mean? But I was just like, I'm not waiting on a DJ to press play on a record that I've done for someone else and you know what I mean? And then, but I thought to myself, like, I love performing and hopefully I'm fairly decent at it, you know? As Who as have you been working with? Anyone that we'd know? Or? Um, as in feature-wise or production-wise? Both. Um, feature-wise, only person that's confirmed on my album right now is a guy called Ed Ritt. I don't know if you're f- Yeah, we know it. F- yeah. Yeah. Ed Drew. We've done um a cover slash remix of um, Sting's record, English Man in New York. Nice. Which was um a great record actually. And I've always loved the record and I thought, yeah, I'll do that. Um I've got a list of about four other artists that I won on the album. I'm not gonna say no names. Put it out there. They might be listening. <laughs> Doubtful. All right, man. Big names? Yeah, big names. Okay. Um, Have you put out the messages? I've put you out the them? messages and I've, I've, I've got the big dogs in the labels going yeah. around and doing their job now, yeah. So, Making the <laughs> Fingers calls. crossed, you know. Fingers crossed we'll get them features, right.
1: Uh, we're going to talk about the video after you've introduced the,
6: the single now, so the radio is yours, Phaser. All right, look, it's me, Phaser In Demand. Oh, here we go, it's killer.
0: In Demand Podcast.
6: This is In
1: The Man tonight with Phaser. Let's talk about the video you made for that. Because <laughs> we saw a little kind of before the video came in its entirety, we saw the clip of you just, just with the... The
6: freeze frame. Yeah. Blinking. It was a bit freaky, that was. Did
1: you have to stand there for like three and a no, half actually, minutes and blink?
6: I actually didn't. I actually stood there for like 30 seconds and... They looped yeah, it. Yeah, they looped it somehow. And it looked great, man. It's weird. But um, yeah, I put the teaser up a few weeks before, like a week before the video went up and everything like that, just to keep like... hype going oh my gosh what's this gonna be like but um the video yeah i gotta say it was a creative process man you know like i was in the studio writing the lyrics for the song and everything like that but you're in a creative place when you're doing that so it's like when i was writing i was like boy it would look sick if the video was like this do you know what i mean so what i did is i put a treatment together and i showed it to the team the team were like whoa but people might
1: not realize the place where you filmed it has got a bit of history as well (sighs)
6: So was that a bit freaky? Did you Yeah, you know what? Yeah, and being in that cell, yeah, and when I did that um the shot in the stray jacket and that, they left me in there for about ten minutes when all the lights and everything was out. They took all the lights out and everything like that. And oh my gosh, I couldn't I can't describe to you how cold that room is. Like, not as in temperature, but as in vibe, like spiritually, it's very, very cold place to be. I'm looking on the walls, like there's blood written on the walls by people's fingers and stuff. I'm just like Oh my gosh! Where have you put me? Where have you put me? Where have you put me? I think sometimes
1: people. I mean, they're, they're, there's like a, a contradiction in in the history of Ndubs is that people underestimate the talent that the three of you have got.
6: Yeah, we're 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 force together and with um solo as well you know like we all bring something unique to the table when we're in end dubs we've got three separate minds and we all bring something unique to the table and solo we can also do the same thing we can be unique in our own right man so yeah man we're forced to be reckoned with pleasure to see you dude it's always a pleasure man listen next time next single will come up and um i'd love to do something live for you guys as well yeah just just put a grand piano in the corner and let me just go for it
1: Dappy did a live version of No Regrets for us. And I think it's how many hits have we had on that? Where's James? 250,000.
6: 250, wow, look at that. Next time right I come there. back, yeah. So, yeah. Next time I come back, you need bring to a do grand, that bring a grand that. piano. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, you can get an electric one. Okay. Which will fit up against the wall a little upright. Yeah. Put it there and give me the mic and just let me go. Promise? Promise. Awesome. Got you. Cheers, Phaser. Cheers. The
0: In Demand Podcast. This is In Demand. I'm Alex James. On the phone right
1: now, none other than actual Trey Cool from Green Day. Where are you in the world right now, mate?
3: I'm in London.
1: That's the best way to do it. You are getting out there in front of people and just showing them what it's all about this time.
3: Yeah, man, we're playing gigs, you know, doing what we're... uh Supposed to do.
1: So let's start with the concept of this, uh, this uh, trilogy of albums. At what point did you decide as a band that you know what, you had too much stuff to just kind of waste it on one album?
3: That's it, too. It's like uh, Billy just wrote song after song after song, and uh, you know, at some point at band practice, we, re- you know, we wrote them all down and realized, like, wow, we've got like 40 songs to draw from, and then we didn't really stop there. He wrote about 70. And, uh yeah, so three records was, was you know, warranted. It's never been done before. And uh a double record sounded a little bit, you know, not epic enough.
1: Well, I was going to say, because actually American Idiot and 21st Century Breakdown were such kind of epic pieces of work mm-hmm. that now does this feel like the natural evolution of the band anyway, that you would go in a direction like this?
3: Well, that's the thing. We It's, it's kind of funny because we try to go, like, you know, just, you know, straight songwriting approach. Just take it back to basics and, you know, just jam together in a room. We brought on Jason White in, um, in the earlier process of, you know, writing the songs and, uh, you know, arranging them and stuff. He he was there and, um, you know, it sort of came like a real organic back to basics. But because of that and it felt so good and we were having so much fun doing it, we like, you know, we were getting together five days a week and playing like three, four hours a day. And, I mean, lo and behold, we got all these songs. And it becomes epic, anyways, even though we we're trying to simplify. So, what are you going to do?
1: So, is there going to be a theme running throughout all the albums, or is it kind of just they stand alone as it's pieces of work theme. as well?
3: I, I think that there are the characters to it. Like, uh, the first one, you know, that where the feel of it is like more like, okay, Green Day's back. Here's their, you know, the, the power pop kind of um, almost like, like, in between, like American Idiot and and like Dookie or somewhere like that, Dose would be more of a it's like a party from hell, you know, where uh, everyone's getting laid and uh, <laughs> and getting crazy, and then at the end of that, you know, someone's bound to get hurt. And uh, <laughs> so then the third one is more like I'd uh, say like reflective, and then um, taking on more of like some sort of epic feels, like um, yeah, like almost like an American Idiot or 21st Century Breakdown, but yeah. At the same time there's like a song like Brutal Love, which is kind of, you know, I would say a tip of the hat to like say Sam Cook or something like that.
1: Can you introduce Kill the DJ for us on the radio now, mate?
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm Trey Cool from Green Day, and you're about to listen to Kill the DJ.
0: Don't forget the Indemand Podcast will update on Friday night. Make sure you subscribed and you'll get the best of the guests every weekend.